ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone, from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious, and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere, and we are glad to be home. We are home on Vancouver Island on the west coast of Canada, and we just came back from Australia on a teaching tour, which was phenomenal, and the weather was phenomenal, and now it's cold and wet. (laughs) (laughs) but it's still home. So it's lovely. And we've got a show today. We're calling looking forward and looking backward. And that's Mr. Gover, my sidekick's idea of a good title. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's pretty good because we're going to do it, give you everything by looking forward and what, what we think of what's ahead and looking back over the year, because it is near the end of the year here. Say hi, Martin. Hi. That's not, that's all he's going to give me. That's it. I got nothing else. I got nothing. <laughs> so anyway, we had a great time in Australia because we had a few shows done there and it was great aspects. So we're just going to talk a little bit about what's been in the past, even though we're going to look forward first, according to our title. Are we looking forward first? <laughs> wing it, Inez, wing it. <laughs> but I think we I usually do. How long is this segment? we got 15, 13 minutes. <laughs> well, get going then. Say something. <laughs> this, so this is, uh, we're going to do the show here. It's coming up. This show has been uh, going out live just before Christmas, and then we're doing one. No, we're not doing one. Then on the 25th, 26th, it's, it's Boxing, Boxing Day. Day. You won't be listening, and we're not going to be there. So it's pre- <laughs> it's, we're going to do a pre-recorded show that was the first show, actually. And uh, because we're getting more and more listeners that mm. – uh, it really answers a lot of the questions of the basic idea of hypnosis and where the show came from. So I, we think it's a great show. And again, we're just not going to be doing anything on the 26th. So we're going to put that show out. Well, that's the way he says it. But I think it's an important show. And we sort of joke about it. But it seems to be the most important show for telling people who don't know anything about hypnosis what hypnosis really is. And I think you should notice that, you know, we, that show was our first show. A bit nervous, started on a very high point. And it's sort of been going downhill since then. You'll notice there's been no improvement whatsoever. Uh, he's the devil, isn't he? Anyway. Okay. okay, go ahead. Off we go. Off we go, Mrs. Simpson. Off you go. So the, the show is Hypnosis Everywhere, talking about hypnosis is everywhere. Listen to the show. We've had the great guests on. And looking back, what I, the, the, it's the guests that the people from the hypnosis world yes. knows and hasn't known so well, but has invited in. I really made this show because they come from such diverse backgrounds and not really diverse ideas, but they come at it from a different angle. Different angles. And they all come from different angles and they're all doing hypnosis. And that's what I want to show you the wide range. But I also want you to realize when you listen to their stories, most of them have come to hypnosis by way of healing by hypnosis. And so, you know, we always say we're a bit of the wounded healer. And, And I think most people that are, in helping fields have been hurt or damaged in some way or sick in some way or something and that they have overcome and then they want to help other people. And that's how it always seems to be mostly that the mm-hmm. entrance into that. Even my story was, you know, I did, I hypnotized my first people at 10, but I wasn't doing it professionally, luckily by the, at that time. But when I came to be a professional hypnotist, it was brought by way of learning and getting better. And healthier so we we all do that and I, I we talk about hypnosis everywhere and the concept of hypnosis whether it's through advertising or hypnotherapy or stage hypnosis or magic or all these different things but this let's take the show a little bit deeper where yeah. actually what hypnosis or what Inez and a lot of these practitioners are doing especially the more skilled the because the practitioners are so skilled now with so much yes. history behind that really they're working in the world of the mind and you may think, yeah, well, so what? <laughs> because we <laughs> tend to live in the Western world in the world of the physical, right? We're always worrying about let's get a better this or a better that machine or a better this computer or better. But we spend so little time actually in, in the uh, 
um, physical world, we're mostly in an emotional world. Would you agree? I definitely this? agree. An emotional world, because when you're walking around, you can just be triggered by anything. It could be just like a song you hear, and it'll bring you back to some emotional period of your life or something. So we are really, the emotional world is what makes our world. And, and we talk many times about, you know, Inez's world, because my world has gotten to be pretty damn fine. <laughs> and I have a great life because I keep working on myself. It's not that I don't have issues. I'm I'm 65. I'm sure there's something going on. She has issues. <laughs> One of them being Martin, I think. But, uh, you know, the two of us have a great time and we walk and go around the world teaching and all that stuff. But our world is in a good place most of the time. Doesn't mean we don't have stuff happening in our life, but our reactions are differently based than uh, when they're just triggered spontaneously because we've done a lot of work. Yes, I think a lot of people tend to live in a, if you live in a very conscious world, therefore you're always looking at blame, you're always looking at fear, yeah. you're always, because all these emotions are coming at you and you're thinking, how do I handle that? And so you tend to push them away and, yeah. and that doesn't really work well. And you, just to say that on the world of the mind, you may think, imagine this as a concept, just, just as a concept, all the billions of dollars we spend on better DVDs and better cars and better, better cell phones that have more cameras, what if we spent... 10% of that money on exploring the world of the mind. I don't mean mental. Mental's conscious, but of the mind, what the, the yeah, subconscious the and what else is there? Bigger. Because if you look at the hypnotists today, they're exploring, they are exploring the mind and it's tremendous things they're finding, interesting things. Well, finding. Martin and I were talking about this earlier. You know, we have the theory of the mind and, and it's the subconscious is the biggest part of the mind or some people call it the unconscious. It's just words. Um, but we found now... Um, that there's a lot of aspects of the mind that we never knew about before. So in that subconscious, unconscious part, because I, so now I actually sort of theorize that the subconscious is relatively smaller than some of these other aspects of the mind that we're starting to get to. And it's, the subconscious is more just like a database or it always is programmed by your conscious mind's desires, your conscious mind's experiences, and the other aspect, and it has no moral code or anything because it, it isn't a rational part of you. So it only is a reactionary to what happens in your life, and it programs you to react in life again because, you know, the old story I tell you about, um, you know, being sick because you don't want to go to school to do the test, and pretty soon you develop headaches whenever you don't want to do anything. That's the sort of thing the subconscious does because it says, oh, that worked for them. Ah, uh, that looks though. That's we'll just keep that going, and then it starts to work against you at some time. So there's no um, uh, rational thought in that, and we don't have rational. We have rational thought in our conscious, and most of the time, our rational thoughts aren't real. They don't make sense, <laughs> but we need them. <laughs> Again, talking about the. Um, by the way, that was on terms of notes. That was all of section two. She just talked about. So. <laughs> You don't need to tune in after the break because we got nothing to talk about. Um, the the uh, the mind world. If you may think, well, really, that's not. I don't see it much. It doesn't. You know, sometimes I cry, sometimes I get happy, but so what? But of course, uh, as all physics has shown us, we're not really in, we're not living in a physical world. I mean, it's there's atoms and molecules, and even now, yeah. once you get into um, Quantum, there's even less and less. It's just basically energy moving around. And we are affected by those energy fields. And it behooves us, note the new word, behooves, we behooves <laughs> us to be aware of the fact that not everything is as it appears. And certainly the mind is interesting. I, as I said, imagine if we spent all this money on exploring the mind. Imagine also, here's a nice thought for um, making Christmas better. Imagine instead of CNN and all those those organizations, the mm -hmm. media focusing on very few people, just a couple of people we tend to call leaders for some reason, which is a very minute part of the population. What if it focused on what, regular you, people. what we do? Because we're the miracles. <laughs> people may say it's a bad world and bad stuff's happening right now and this and this and this. But that, yeah, bad stuff's happening somewhere always. But there's a tremendous amount of great stuff happening where people are working with their emotions and doing miracles with other people, just small events, but millions and millions of them. So imagine if we focused on that, it'd be awesome. There's many great people out there and we just don't even pay attention because we are inundated with the negative all the time. That's why I say, turn off the news, baby. <laughs> and these podcasts, don't listen to them. 
<laughs> well, no, no, we're coming from the positive. Yeah, we're the positive podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this show, this particular episode is to talk a little bit about exploring that mind. And as Inez has pointed out, the, the, the easy or the obvious thing everybody looks at is the subconscious. But let's take it a little bit further. There's more stuff going on as we do more and more exploration. And we do do, you are doing exploration. In fact, even I on this. I do do it. You do do. <laughs> And on this, and every time you, she, Inez is a trainer for hypnotists, and so she's working with hypnotists who've got some experience, and every time she pushes them a little bit further, because she's never frightened to experiment or take a risk, or let's see what happens now, there's wonderful things that seem to open up. Yeah, it's been an exciting ride, I'll tell you. And, and you know, we haven't talked too much about SP. I, I know and this SP is called, is, uh, sorry, Simpson Protocol. <laughs> and we haven't talked much about it on the show because I have been given a venue and my whole idea was to give you a big um, overview of what hypnotists do and how they perceive it. So we are going to talk a little bit about Simpson Protocol today and the way I we look at it. And uh -huh. ours is we're really sort of looking forward. This is the looking forward part because I think there's so much change in how we're doing hypnosis now. Yes, and I think it is, and it's not just one person or two people. The, mm -hmm. the, the nope. modern hypnotherapist, in fact, is exploring, doing tremendous things yeah. in that weren't even considered, actually, weren't even considered possible 10 years, 20 years ago. They said that, yeah. no, you can't do that. But of course, like anything else, there's always somebody that says, yeah. I wonder if you can. And then they do, and then everybody says, well, of course, that's, that's how it is. Yeah, it's always easy to understand from, you know, hindsight, because your, your vision is 2020. Mm -hmm. That old. Adage, but it's very true. So, looking back, you know, in the fifties, they said we could only uh, hypnotize fifty percent of the people, and they said no, the others were unhypnotizable, which was baloney. It was just that we didn't know how. And when we started to um, learn how to speak to people in different ways for different styles of people, because we're all different, um, it started to work much better. Geez, I already two minutes to break. Get going, Martin. No, what I else? think, well, because we're going to uh, <laughs> talk about where modern hypnosis came from in the next part. So I think stick with what you're yeah. talking about is that it's a matter of um, learning the, the, the trade, as it were, yeah. and it opens up hypnosis to a tremendous... And it's a matter of, you know, um, I always talk about my mentor, Jerry Kine, and he was a great man. And he always said experiment 10% of the time. And that didn't mean experiment on your clients. It meant <laughs> learning new ways of doing things. So um, that's what we do. I, you know, when I have a class of willing participants, <laughs> we do a lot of experimentation in my classes. And wow, some of the stuff that happens is astounding. So here we are on the 32nd mark again, and we'll see you on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one -on -one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to InezSimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at InezSimpson.com forward slash mentoring. 
third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. to hypnosis everywhere the simpson protocol to reach the show today please call into 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 you may also send an email to inez that's i-n-e-s at inezsimpson.com now back to this week's program welcome back to hypnosis everywhere and this show is looking forward and looking back or looking back and looking forward, yeah. whichever one. Anyway, and, and I just want to thank all the guests that have been on this year because, and the ones that are coming on in the beginning of the year. And because this is what makes the show. I really thank you a lot. So I think we're just going to keep going about what we were talking about, which was a little bit, but let's go back a little bit to the history of where hypnosis came from. And I'm going to get Martin to tell you that. Yes, we're going to talk about the history of hypnosis. There will be a test at the end, so please take notes. <laughs> I don't think I'll pass because my memory is, I'll go, what? Yeah, I know all this stuff. I'll just chatter about it like crazy. But if you pin me down, then not so interesting, is it? <laughs> but if, listen to the other shows because it's got all kinds of different aspects. Yeah. We just want to cover really the, the, the depth to which the, the hypnotherapists, the people in the hypnosis world mm-hmm. are taking hypnosis these days. And of course, it has to come from somewhere. It didn't come from anywhere. Yeah. Um, it doesn't come from uh, nowhere. And as we've stated in the show, it's hypnosis is a, is a natural occurring state. So as long as we've been breathing, we've had hypnosis. But hypnosis on purpose came out of uh, usually the medical field. Yeah, uh, or psychologists. Psychologists. And in the 1800s, usually the medical field, psychologists, mm-hmm. except dealing with the mind or the medical field, dealing with the, the, the aspects of hypnosis that allowed things like uh, natural anesthetic, yeah. uh, controlled breathing, all kinds of different things they were using at yeah. that time. The, but if you want to start with modern, you, the two names are Erickson and uh, Elman. And Elman was famous because he worked with W.C. Handy, was a stage guy, and <laughs> wrote music. So that's why, yeah. obviously, he's a hypnotist. And he was a radio guy. A radio guy, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but he, he studied hypnosis. He was always interested in hypnosis. And he read all the books from the people that came before him. And and he had a mind like a steel trap, even when he was young, because he was just a kid reading those books. And he took all the things that would normally take a month or three weeks or six, and said, well, why can't we do it in five minutes? What if? And he managed to do stuff yeah. like that. Erickson was, a, was a, is an amazing individual. I think nobody can be Erickson. Nobody can be Erickson. just an unbelievable person with, intu- with intuition and um, just the showing show. because of, of the way he was brought up and he had... Um, polio. Polio, thank you. He had polio, and he was just all he could really move was his eyes. And he just watched. And he just watched and listened, and that's all he could do at the time. And he just understood people from inside out. If you know the show Lie to Me or the uh, Mentalist, where they, they see tiny thing, movements in the face, and they, that's what Erickson could do intuitively so they, yeah. and learned. Anyway, and learned. from those two have come modern hypnosis, and especially from on the Elman side, which is more in my style, focus. Of, yeah, much more. But we've style. had lots of people from the Erickson side in this, and it yeah. is as useful. It's just just different. Different from the Elman side comes people like Gil. And these, these again, write these names down because there will be tests on how you spell this. Gil Boyne, <laughs> Orman McGill, and Jerry Kine, and those three took Elman stuff, and they took the stuff from psychologists like Fitz Pearl and Carl Rogers. And Carl Rogers is pretty interesting. We'll talk about maybe. Uh, and combined it all to make hypnosis as it is today, the gestalt, the th- thought. Gestalt, yeah, and all the things that we do, because, you know, whatever, we always say whatever is real or imagined. And, you know, imag- your reality is imagined by me because I don't know your reality, right? Martin, yeah, do you I know think my reality? N- not a clue. <laughs> and, I, and I don't want to go there too much either. No. It's quite scary. <laughs> With the lights off. Um, and as I said in the show, always that the hypnotist or her, where her perspective on, to a client is the, the reality is the client's reality. There is no other reality. And that's not, uh, although Inez thought that, that up all by herself, it's coming from Carl Wasn't Rogers and, and yeah. American psychologists where 
the, the individual is surrounded by a field, and this is Carl Rogers, a field, think of morphic fields and stuff they're talking about these days. And that field is an emotional swirl of, of experiences and emotions. And that is the reality, their reality. And they make that yep. part of themselves. And that's and it actually creates the self, isn't that? Yeah. Right. And that's really true because your experiences create who you are. And that's what we work with today, even in that way. It's just that we're we are choosing to move forward somewhat. So they all worked with they also also hypnosis came from, of course, psychologists and psychiatrists and and magic, magic stage magic. shows, yeah. vaudeville. Alvin came out of vaudeville. And in, in that perspective, the person doing the, the work, the hypnosis, as it were, is the one in charge because yes. it's their, they decide where people are going to go. They make judgments on where it is better for their health or which is the better way to go. But in modern, not modern, but today's hypnosis, what's very exciting is, Inez? Well, we're letting uh, the person's mind take care of everything. Because those aspects of the mind that we talked about earlier that are beyond even what we consider the subconscious now has all the knowledge that it can get. It's like having Google on your team that has morality and ethics and won't do anything against anything that you desire. <laughs> and it may, it may seem weird, but uh, when we talk, start talking about higher mind and the higher mind, what's interesting or what is thankful about this higher mind that we seem to be able to connect to is that it has your best interest at heart. Always. Not, not the hypnotist, not the person down the street, not the leader of the country, but you, the individual. Yeah. We're always looking for the best outcome for you. It's, just, it's interesting. So as more and more of us are starting to work with these aspects of the mind, hypnosis is changing a little bit from, you know, the 50s where there was very directive and I'll judge what you need done because it came from mostly doctors and dentists and and psychologists and psychiatrists at that time. That's who Elman was training in those days. But as Jerry Kine used to say, we have our ways of finding out. So uh, you're looking at lay hypnotists here. That's us. And <coughs> I think the whole thing is there's many more lay hypnotists today than there is the doctorate types. Yeah. And neither one is better than the other, but we're both as good as each other. And I, I really want you to understand that hypnosis is a completely different field than medicine. We have nothing to do with medicine. We are addressing your mind using your mind. Well, it can have the same effect. I mean, medicine is there to fix a symptom or, or yeah. a broken arm or something. And, but the, the body is a healing machine. That's yeah. what it's very good at. All things being equal and all things never are equal. There's always something in the way. And so what hypnosis does is try and get stuff out of the way to allow the natural healing to go You know, on. I always give that story about if you got stitches or a Band-Aid, it's not what's healing the wound. You're, you're holding the skin together so that the body will heal it together again. And it does it very quickly. And if you use hypnosis, it goes much quicker. Because I know I told you the story about when I cut my finger and then, and then I cleaned it out and I did hypnosis on it. And within the hour, it was closed up. So understand your mind can orchestrate rapid healing when it's needed. And not to say, and again, as we've said often in the show, it's got nothing to say, well, it's either hypnosis or medicine yeah. or the medical field. No, that's, that's the team together. That's, yes. And the, the advantage of using hypnosis in the medical arena is, as you, there's the great shows from the patient whispers, well, they yeah. had lots of medical They've people. They've had lots of is Good that stuff. you get the body on your side, as it were. Mm -hmm. A lot of times in medicine, especially old in the 50s and 60s, what, we were fighting the body almost. Like, we're, you're going to take this pill, we're going to do this. But the body's like, why? What, what's happening? And so it's almost like it's fighting against itself. Mm -hmm. In modern medicine, and, and using hypnosis techniques, is to get the body on side. This is going to help you. So the body goes, yes. Yeah. So you have, it's a known fact with hypnosis, if you use hypnosis on somebody going into a medical arena, mm -hmm. there's faster healing, yes, less side effects, etc. Cetera, et cetera, yes. et cetera. And if you're lucky enough to be in, well, have a hypnotist show up when you need them, with, you know, if there's a car accident or whatever, and they actually can create that very easily just by talking to you because you are already in a state of hypnosis at the time. We call it shock, don't we? Shock, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're in that space, place you may not be consciously aware of all the language of you so they if you have someone who knows how to use language and says things in a positive way you'll heal much better it's just the way as soon as it's positive 
Right. And vice versa, be careful what pe pe yes. people in, in, who have had hypnosis, who've come out of surgery, have heard everything that's being said subconscious, in a different part of their mind. In fact, it was an interesting joke with the Australians was that there was an Australian nurse working in a British hospital and she, she went oh, up. it was in a Canadian hospital. Canadian hospital, sorry. Mm -hmm. Same difference. No. <laughs> <laughs> mm, big point. <laughs> and she went up to a patient who was there and she was trying to be nice and said, oh, did you come in to die? That's my Australian accent. Did you come in to die? And he heard, did you did come, you come, come in, in to die? D-I-E. And he went into shock. And he was very upset. Yeah. And she didn't know what she'd said because she had said, did you come in today? Yeah. You know? So it's interesting what you hear and yeah. how that, and that sets the emotion off, especially in a sensitive position when you're in the hospital. Mm. When you're in the hospital, you're always in hypnosis because you're always huh. in, in some kind of fear. I remember the story that Jerry used to tell about someone who was on the operating table and the doctor had finished mm -hmm. doing the sutures and he said, he's done, meaning he was finished. But that's not how it was taken by the guy's mind. He thought he was done. He was going to die. <laughs> so, you know, all this uh, language when you're under anesthetic and all those things is really important. So I think that's starting to be addressed today. People mm -hmm. are becoming more aware that how important it is to be positive. Well, you, you have clients, uh, hypnosis clients, who have the doctors have said, well, we're not quite sure. Why don't you try hypnosis? Because that may, that's. Yeah. And I think we are broadening that effect. And that's the whole idea of this show is to get people more interested in understanding it. Because, you know, the old stuff from the stage shows, which is a great, we started with that and it was a good thing. But the perception is I'm in charge and I'm going to tell you what to do. And that's not hypnosis today. Well, that's not hypnosis on a stage show. You're actually, they, they are. At, talk to any stage hypnotist and they say, no, they're the ones doing it. We're just facilitating. Well, they are. And that's because if they listen to the language, but from the perception of the audience, yes, yes, yes. that's the perception of the audience. Mm -hmm. And you'll listen to a guy doing stage show. They're great language people. Mm -hmm. They'll say things like. Um, imagine. Well, no, imagine. What, what that, but Yeah. What if, or, or just do this as if you're going to, as, gonna, if, as, as if, if you were going to win the Oscar. And that's Erickson language. You know, it's very, very good. It was just uh, starting their creativity and their, you know, because a lot of people think that's just a setup. You know, those stage shows, they just think they're a setup. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not a setup. And it's astounding the creativity that people will bring to that and the ones that enjoy it. And of course, they're all extroverts that are going to do that because you're not going to volunteer unless you want to be in front of a crowd, mm -hmm. you know, so that's the way it works. And as any stage hypnotist will say, compared to a hypnotherapist who has one client in the chair, and then they have to do the, the induction, which is put somebody into hypnosis, which is, is it's easy and natural unless there's resistance. They have 200 uh, stage hypnosis, uh, 200 people in an audience to pick from, and they pick all the ones that are going to go in and want to go in at that day easily Yeah, and are happy to do so. Yeah. And as uh, we were talking to a stage hypnotist who went up on stage himself as a, just to see what it was like as a participant, and he said, I knew I was doing ridiculous things and I was having so much fun. And I knew the audience was laughing, but I didn't care. This was my time and I was going to have fun. And it's like using hypnosis as an yes, excuse to exactly. have fun. Exactly, it is. And but it it broadens your mind. It allows your creativity to flow. And if it's that good at that, imagine how good it is at making you better at the stuff you're learning and how it is working with anything that's your anxieties, your depression, you know, anything at all. If you can get that, looking at it from a very positive place, that is always the best way to do it. And guess what? It's time to go to break. And we'll see you on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. 
Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere. And I think this section of the, we're just going to go a little bit into Simpson Protocol because we've already gone through two sections. We only have one or two left here. So uh, Simpson Protocol to me is now where I ventured and it keeps evolving constantly. Every class I teach, because we experiment a little more and more in my classes all the time because I have willing participants to do that. So we are finding aspects of the mind that are very interesting and ones that we normally would not have had any connection with unless you were in some kind of um, altered state by war or something shock or any other sort of aspects. And we are now starting to uh, utilize these in ways that we never knew before. And before, you know, I've been, it was always called, uh, before it was called Simpson Protocol, which my students started to call it because I was teaching it, (laughs) was, it was called working in deep states, working Esdale and beyond. And Esdale was that part of, that was found out in the 1800s by Dr. Esdale, was the aspect of us, that the aspect of our mind, we could go into a very deep state where uh, amputations could get done, surgery was done, they could stop bleeding, they could start bleeding, they could do whatever, anything and everything. Without anesthetic. Without anesthetic and without suggestion. Because when we're working in somnambulism, which is the normal state of us working in hypnosis, is that we have to give suggestions for you to have no discomfort in your mouth when you go to the dentist. But when you're working in Esdale, it's a gift of the state. And he found this out, and it's been underutilized, was utilized through that time uh, for a short time till the medical board decided that if God wanted you to have pain, there was a reason for it. And so quit doing that good work and stop, you know, helping people with that. So, and Jerry, I love Jerry's, uh, he always had such a great sense of humor. And he used to say, well, God changed his mind when they, and when they discovered ether, ether and all those chloroform. other things, chloroform. Stuff, stuff they could sell. <laughs> it's weird how that works. It's wonderful how that works. Anyway, where was I? So, but talking about, you were talking yeah. about um, um, the difference, well, modern, modern hypnosis and where the, the new hypnosis is going. As you said, used to be considered. And there's always, you know, when you look back, it's always, it doesn't matter if it's science or medicine or anything. Oh, no, this is how it is. And then 20 years later, that isn't how it is at all. We've just moved forward. Yeah, just more. That only 50% of people could be hypnotized. People, you needed, the more intelligent you were, the better you were to be hypnotized. Yes. In fact, if you were below 70% intelligence, which is just a, a label, means nothing, um, you could not be hypnotized. Yeah, that was the way we were taught originally. And, you know, Bob Burns has proved that. And, you know, he's been that you, it didn't matter. It's just what we need to learn to do it. And Bob Burns has done that with the swan, and he's been on the show a couple of times. You can go back and check those shows out and can hear because otherwise we won't get everything in. Mm-hmm. So, But many of us are dealing straight with the subconscious and 
other parts of the mind. So back, so that point of the so there's different levels. Who knows what levels mean? Apparently, levels of depth. But what that means is the deeper. We have quotes, to use these terms because we have no other word. Deeper air quotes. The more su suggestible because the less the conscious is involved. Yes. And the conscious is always there because it's, it's always, always present. Because it's always free will, and no part, no part of your mind, no matter how high or how in, how connected to source or God, will go against that individual's free will. So it's no. always a matter of working with the conscious and the rest of the. Yeah, well, we want conscious to be there, and people think, oh, you know, they still a lot of them still think they're just going to be blotto. You're working on stuff. The conscious is always going to be present because it's curious. And it wants to stay safe. Mm -hmm. So and it's the, always present. And the rest of the mind wants the conscious involved yeah. to get a result. But going back to that, what used to be considered, and the Esdale state was interesting, and Elman used it, mm -hmm. but it was never, they could never find uh, a practical way of using it because you could not, because Esdale was a, a deep, quite a deep, the conscious wasn't really involved, was quite far away that you couldn't really communicate because not because the person couldn't hear you. It's just, yeah. they didn't want to talk to you. It's like, please go away now. Cause yeah, I'm in a wonderful state. Leave us alone. <laughs> and Inez was one of the first, there's been others, but one of the first people to act, act actively go after the yes, they'll say, and say, well, there must be a way we can communicate. Yeah. Let's just presume there is how would it work. And so she has found a way of, by just for hypnosis, you leave one arm in a higher level where it will communicate, an yeah. upper level where it will communicate. Yeah, more or higher. Yeah, and it will communicate, yeah. that arm will communicate, the rest of the body, yeah. including the mind, goes into a deeper state, and therefore you can work in that Esdale state and yeah. wherever that takes you. Yeah, and so now that's just evolving continuously. And what I like about it mostly is because when, when we're using Simpson Protocol, it's a very holistic session. What does that mean? It means I'm incorporating anything and everything. And that means that we're working anything from very um, normal stuff that you would think about every day to very metaphysical stuff. And I say just to my clients, just be open to the possibility. You don't have to believe a thing here. This is, it's, it's your mind running the show. It'll say yes or no to anything that I, that I say. So I think we, we all have aspects that we know there's something else going on apart from what we're just doing here. Mm -hmm. But the Western world is kind of like, well, yeah, that's kind of weird. Well, lots of things used to be weird. Um, atoms were once weird. Uh, molecules, electrons, photons, the Beatles. Lots of things used to be considered <laughs> weird that are no longer considered weird because we, we constantly move forward. And what's happening with hypnosis is... Um, there was the subconscious, this is great, and then the unconscious. And then there's this a little bit higher than the subconscious sort of mind. But the higher mind. But the mind seems to be it's all an terms. infinite play field you can work in. It's, yeah. like, it's like that peak-to-peak -peak thing. You know, you're climbing and you get you think, oh, there's the peak. Get to the peak, but that allows you to see the next peak. And then you get to that peak and it allows you to see the next peak. That's very tiring. But in <laughs> hypnosis, it's very exciting because there's always more. There's always more. And you know what? I think we're infinite. And we're infinite because if you look back... And where we've come to today, technologically, which is not exactly what I call the yardstick for <laughs> humanity, uh, but we've come a long way in a lot of ways. And we're also in tools, and we've come a long way in thinking about what the mind can do. Now, like Martin said, if we were spending a lot of money on discovering the mind, I'd like to know where we'd be. And I think maybe some people are spending money on that mind, but it's not used in the positive necessarily. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Of course. <laughs> so you all, you know, we have to do it. This is what's called ground level. Yes. Yeah? Yes. At the ground level. And and there's hundreds of hypnotists out there. But so if you're listening to the show and you, well, you are listening to the show, if you're listening to the show, obviously, um, take it, take a, a consider the possibility that what's being said is true in, yes, in, that, in that sense. Yes, possibility. Because if you're looking at, as she says, a, an infinite progression of mind, and as the higher you go, the, back to the subconscious, when the people start to directly talk to the subconscious, mm -hmm. people like Bob Burns and yeah. Jeffrey Stevens, and yeah. what they found was that mind replied to them, was so excited to be paid attention to. It was yeah. very interesting. But then as we go to, if you call higher minds, each step we go, we find a mind that has even more interest in having that individual have a great outcome and even more willing to work towards that end, mm -hmm. willing to work with that conscious and the subconscious and all parts of that person. And the higher you go, the more willing and the more, more easier becomes for the client. 
and the more interested it is yeah. in moving that person forward. But it's still the same thing. If the client doesn't have the desire for change, nothing will happen because they'll never override free will. And that's the way it is. So if you come to me for stop smoking, you know, the usual thing, and you don't really want to come, but you're coming because your wife nagged you to death, then that doesn't work. And it's the same thing, no matter what part of the mind we're working with, the desire by the conscious is the most important part to start. It is having the, the, the infinite mind, if you will, that we all have. It's not just the gurus, and no. people, but they, the, the, the guru or the person on the hill in India or whatever, they spend a lot of time doing research, if you will, like working with meditation, yeah, yeah. etc. right? Mm -hmm. But we all have access. So it's kind of like having a, whatever, Lamborghini, Ferrari, and you're all, we're all driving, most of us, in first gear because that's what we were educated to do. Mm -hmm. But we didn't realize you could actually change gear and go a lot faster mm -hmm. if you wanted to. So it's not, there is, there is, in terms of the mind, we find it's not a specialized thing that this person has a bigger mind than that no. person. We're all connected. It's interesting. And as you, and, it, and all parts of that mind are willing to work, it's a question of are you willing to explore? Yes. And also, you know, uh, IQ and all that makes no difference to how your mind can help you. It's because that's something we said, well, you need this IQ to that's help, you know, the, and that's a conscious sort of development. And we know that as we're learning how to use our minds more and more, we're encompassing more and more people. It wasn't that they couldn't do it. It's that we don't know how. And we're proceeding to move forward and, and encompassing all styles of people. We're working, many hypnotists work with people with all the labels of ADHD and all these other things. Now, you got to understand That's labels. True. Labels are diminishing usually. So, you know, there's so much more to a human being than a label. And from a hypnotist point of view, we don't really, we work only with the labels because you're using them. So we're, we're on the health and wellness channel. So just be careful. Uh, Inez talks to student hypnosis students quite a lot. And it's, oh, well, I was talking to this client and they have such and such. And then we ask, well, how do you know they have such and such? It's some, not an obvious thing like a broken leg, but some thing. Yeah. Well, because a doctor told them one time, and now it's they have that. And it, in fact, it's theirs. It's my diabetes. Yes. It's, be careful with that because that label immediately. It's become the self. Yeah. But it's an arbitrary thing because another doctor two years later will tell you something completely different, possibly. So yeah. be careful with labels. You can, you can let them go anytime you like. And it's important that you go to the doctor and, and, yes. and get find out what there is so you can work on it and you know where to go. But don't accept labels and call them my. That's what. People do all the time. My cancer, my this, my that. And don't take ownership of it. That's right. And? That's it, my big nag. Yes. And mm -hmm. it's, um, but it's anything. It's my anger, my shame. It's not. It's, it's a feeling that's going through you. And, and a, a dis-ease is a dis-ease. And it can be made an ease. Anyway, 30 seconds. Time for us to. Oh, gee, that time again. I will see you on the other side. <laughs> Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here, the host of Hypnosis Everywhere on Voice America, and I'm here to give myself a plug. I want to plug three things that give me joy in my practice. First is working one-on-one -on -one with clients to work with them to get the outcome they desire. And as you know from the show, hypnosis covers a broad spectrum. And as a Voice America listener, I'm offering you a free consult. If you're curious or you feel hypnosis may help you and you want to find out more, go to inezsimpson.com and click on my client page. 
Second, mentoring. I love to work with hypnotists, new or who've been in the field for some time, and they want to change things up or move ahead or whatever it may be. You can find out everything at inezsimpson.com forward slash mentoring. Third thing, the Simpson Protocol. I'm passionate about teaching hypnosis and especially Simpson Protocol, which I teach around the world. And you can find out all about that at simpsonprotocol.com. Talk soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to our last segment, and I'm just going to rush right in here because I still was talking about labels and how they're accepted. And you know what? When you have an authority figure, be it a doctor, a parent, or anything else, those labels are accepted. Think about little kids when you say, oh, they're shy, they're stupid, they're, you know, whatever. All these labels that have been given kids, and they choose to accept them because suddenly mom said, I'm shy. And maybe that first time they did that, it was said, oh, are you going to act shy? And then what's that all about? And then they find that, oh, maybe that's what I am. Maybe I'm shy. And it starts to actually develop more. Now, doesn't matter how it happened. We've all accepted labels in our time. I, I think the interesting question in hypnosis always is with the client is, well, I wonder why they're doing it that way. You know, why mm-hmm. Why they smoke? Why are they putting on weight? Why had they have anxiety? Why are they feeling ill? It's not, oh, where, where did that bug come from? Yeah. Uh, why did the, wh- I wonder if the immune system's down. Well, they, we all have the same thing, but why did you accept it this time? And I, in terms of authority figures, as Inez says, mm-hmm. remember that you think heroin's addictive? Peer pressure is the most addictive thing out there. In other words, if you, if you, if you want to, it's a known fact, if you want to get ahead, you, you surround yourself with successful people. Successful people quite often don't have the great moral standards, so that there's always that to consider. So if, <laughs> if you want to go somewhere, if you say, well, I wonder if, if everything was possible, what would I do? If, if I had, if it didn't matter, the money wasn't the object, time wasn't an object, then the thing to do is if you, if you find something you, you, that resonates with you, get around people. They're doing that. Yeah. And that's the biggest drive there is because now your mind, you're congruent, right? You're, you're doing what your dream is as opposed to fighting. I will have to call you on that. I mean, some successful people definitely have a, a moral compass. Present company accepted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll go back to that. But seriously, that is the most important thing. Please start looking at the labels you've accepted. And then start to go back. Start at the beginning, if you want. Go back to the self-hypnosis site. Uh, mm-hmm. Go back to if, doing meditation. Go back anything. And it's not. It's a learning way. It's becoming more aware, and it'll develop. Will it be one time, one day you do it, and then everything opens up to you? No, it's just like everything else. It's a learning. The, the more you explore that avenue of your mind, so meditation or self-hypnosis or, or whatever it is, or energetic work, if that's what you like, you will find you're just opening yourself up to more possibility and you start to question, Oh, I'm, I'm angry today. Why am I angry today? Or, um, I feel sad. Why do I feel sad? And explore what's happening to you as opposed to just letting it happen to you. Oh, uh, yeah. But intellectually it won't do much good to know what it is. And that's why Martin's saying the why even here, he said, why, but why is something intellectual. And yes, and we do like to go back to cause, a regression to cause work, but it isn't necessarily to, it's so you can address it at that point. It's that you can change that two-year-old or the 10-year-old or the whatever so that you can change the perception. Because once that perception is changed, others will be changed behind it. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So we do want to know the why to a certain extent, but we don't want to roll in it. We don't no, want I'm to so, know why. Yeah, I'm it sorry. Is. The, the, just the why, just to open up rather than yeah. just accepting something. Yeah. Say, well, why am I accepting this? You know, it's this yeah. the, the, old, the the analogy of, well, forgiveness is 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 very forgiveness in in life is one of the most healing things there is. Yes. Forgiveness for self and others. 
But of course, it's very hard for us to do that. But it's, as they say, it's like you're carrying this, this um, bag of bricks around, mm-hmm. which is your anger or, or uh, um, shame of what's happened or ha- something Could happened. Could be anything, yeah. And the hypnotist comes along and says, why don't you just put the bag down? Well, no, it's my bag. No, just put it down. It no, it was somebody else's bag. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you chose to keep it. And that's the same with most emotions is why yeah. are you choosing to, ha- you could just put it down, you know, but we, we're quite. In, in, it's a little bit like Bob Newhart in the stop. Eh? <laughs> yeah. If, if only it was that easy. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> we laugh at that, but you know, there's an element to that. There's the decision that has to be made to stop it. And it has to be the desire to be there to stop it. All those things. And then the rest can be helped by a, a wannabe, wannabe, what are we called? Hypnotists? Yeah, that's what we're called. And, you know, um, we only have a couple minutes left. And I really want to get this out that you really want to watch that next show or listen to the next show, which will be the first show we ever did, which will really go into every aspect of hypnosis to teach you what exactly it is and how to become aware of the hypnosis you're doing with yourself, all those other things. And then later on, we're going to have another Sarah Herring, a friend of mine in Australia that I met there and it was another great show. So we'll start. um, Don't rush. You have two minutes. Don't rush. No, I'll go back to finish is what it is, but I want to make sure I got that in. You want my headphone get off. Thank you. Yeah. Nang, nang, nang. Anyway, that's all the way it is. So when you're doing hypnosis, no matter if it's just uh, how you speak to yourself, how you speak to yourself, it's all hypnosis. You are self-hypnotizing yourself every day, and we are hypnotizing every day by what ourselves, by watching news, by watching being totally programmed in the negative. So choose, so choose to become more positive. You know, you can know what the headlines are, but don't roll in them. I know people who watch CNN and it's on 24 hours a day. Who needs that? Well, CNN needs that. Well, CNN <laughs> needs it, but we don't. So, yes, it's the, um, there was some profound thing I was about to say just at the close of the show, but of course I've completely forgotten. <laughs> but you can choose, you know, uh, a computer, garbage in, garbage out. What you put into yourself is going to affect you, so be careful. Yeah, and what you accept can, will affect your health, will affect everything. And Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas, yeah. <laughs> have a great Christmas and have a great holiday. And we won't see you next week on Boxing Day, but you can be here if you choose because it's going to be a good program. We'll be here in spirit. And have a great time, and we'll sign off. Till next time. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 